0: Hello and welcome to the Serving Up Clutch Tennis Podcast. My name is Luke and it is just me for this week sadly. Once again, Charlie is having some connection issues in his house at the moment. I believe it should be sorted today so he should be good to go for the next episode. This episode will cover the ATP events this week. We have an ATP 500 event in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, a 250 event in Delray Beach in Florida in the United States. And a 250 event in Buenos Aires in Argentina. But first, let's go over the first Grand Slam of the year, the Australian Open, which was the last podcast that we did. Uh, I already went through it a bit on, uh, on the week two podcast, but I'll, I'll gloss over it again. Our tips are passes both one. That was Van Asher minus 1.5 from me and Arnaldi minus 5.5 for Charlie in their round one matches, um, some weeks ago now in the Australian Open taking me to 2-1 for the season and Charlie to 2-0 for the season, so starting well there. Our accumulators uh, did not fare well, however. Um, both our accumulators lost in the first week and then the accumulator that I put out for the second week uh, sadly lost by one set, which is quite annoying. In terms of our outrights, um, my wildcard was Dimitrov to win the quarter and he lost in the third round, I think, uh, to Nuno Borges. Um, Charlie's wildcard is there, to 25-1 Got very close to making the final, um, but did lose out, um, at 25 to one there. That would have been a nice each way win. Um, but both got outright if Daniil Medvedev came in each way, at least at nine to one. Um, and the way we calculated, it, we put half a unit on each way. So that's a unit in total. Um, but it does mean the the returns are a bit smaller. Um, so it means we only made 1.75 units from that pick, sadly. Um, again, very close to, you know, winning the whole event obviously was two sets up, came, came close in the third set to breaking center, but couldn't quite get over the line. Um, so that, that made us kind of almost break even for our outright picks. Um, so sadly it, it wasn't a great tournament for us overall, um, down 3.25 units. Um, we did put out a lot of picks, um, on our Twitter account at clutch tennis pod. Um, we had a five unit challenge. But, uh, Pretty self-explanatory, five units uh, for me and Charlie to use how we want throughout the tournament. Um, Charlie ended on 2.94 units and I ended on 2.44 units. Um, So a a small loss to show there, which is is not what you you want, really. Um, And this this is a tournament that we we typically do well on. Um, So the only thing we can do is is learn from it and try and try and do better in the coming weeks. Um, Our Tips Pass Challenge fared slightly better, at least for Jack anyway. He won that. Um, winning eight and four. So plus four for the Fortnite Jack was, was very good. And me and Charlie were both five and eight. So that's the end of the kind of betting recap. I'll also go through kind of what's happened in the tennis world in the past few weeks. Obviously Yannick Sinner winning the Australian Open. First grand slam for him. First of many, you'd think. Um, so a massive moment for him in his career. Um, seems to have continued where he'd left off last season and very exciting to see what, what he can do for the rest of the year, really. Um, and another uh, great event for Daniel Medvedev as well making the final um, so a bit surprising to see neither Djokovic or Alkraz in the final um, but kind of showed that you know Sinner and Medvedev are, are right up there with uh, with those two on their day as well um, we ha- we've also had some smaller events in that time with um, Alex Publick winning the title in Montpellier Tommy Paul winning only his second title in Dallas which is a bit hard to believe um got Hugo Humbert, won the title in Marseille. And Luciano Darderi, winning his first ever ATP title in Cordova. Um, so a big week for the young Italian there. Now, moving on to this week, we have uh, the 500 events in Rotterdam. Um, played on indoor Hard, but typically quite slow for indoor Hard, which is um, a bit kind of counterintuitive. Um, on the court pace index for the last uh, two years, it's come in at 30th which is about in the middle. Um, so slower than some clay events, um, Madrid and Geneva. Um, so yeah, not, not, not your typical indoor hardcore. Um, but that does seem to be the way with, with some indoor events are, are, are quite slow and some, some are quite quick, this, uh, quick. But this is definitely on the slower side. Uh, Buenos Aires is being played on the clay in South America. Um, now conditions here will be very slow. Um, this was actually the slowest tournament on the Court pace Index, um, which came uh, 61st out of 61 events. Um, every event in South American play, um, typically very slow. Um, so you'd imagine this is going to suit um, your kind of defensive players or those who kind of on the right other end of the scale, those that are very aggressive and can hit through people on anything. And then you've got Delray Beach um, in Florida. Which is kind of a moderate pace hardcore coming in at 38th. Um, so a tiny bit slower than even Rotterdam. That's played on outdoor hard. Um, so three slightly different surfaces here, which, um, does make it quite challenging. If you're betting across multiple events, you've got to kind of, you know, remember the conditions of the match you're betting on. So I'll just get straight into my accumulator for this week. I've taken two matches from Buenos well, Aires and two from Rotterdam. Um, and the best value for me, in these round ones is Seb Baez, um, to beat Zapata Morales at one to three. Baez did okay last week by his standards. Um, got to the semis and lost out to Darderi in two sets, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but the Italian did go on to, to win the title. So maybe not as bad as first seemed. Um, and th- this kind of surface is, is absolutely perfect for him. Um, he really thrives off these slow conditions where he can force people to overpress. Um yeah, he 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 can run all day superb defensively in Argentina as well. Um I really fancy him here against uh Zapata Morales. Um who likes to play himself. He's he's also quite a defensive player. Um, but he's in horrific form really. He's only had two non retirement wins since September last year. Um and none of those are against players in the top two hundred in the world. Um I mean most of those performances were on a hard court where he's does not have a good record, um, but I do back uh, Sebi Baez to, to get this done and to have a good week in uh, in Buenos Aires. My next pick is Artifis uh, to beat Dusan Lajovic at 1-2. to two. Now, I think this slow play will suit uh, the serve. Um He's someone who takes very big swings on his ground strokes, um, so he does like time for the ball to sit up and for him to really rip through it. Um, however, Feast is just such a great mover that I think he will be able to, to outlast Livic in these conditions, um, to out-rally him, make him overpress. Um, as I mentioned, defensive players often do well here, and Fies, um has weapons of his own when, when it comes to, to getting on the front foot. Um, he's a young player. He, he seems to be improving all the time. Um, I think he's going to have a, a great year. I, th- I think I've already already said it, and he's he's, he's done pretty well. Lajavich, um, Definitely less favourable form than the Frenchman. So I do back feasts, uh to come through here and again to to have a good run this week. Now, moving over to Rotterdam, we've got another player who started the year in in fine fashion. That's Alex Dimonor. I've got him to beat Seb Corder at one to two. Um Dimonor is superb in Australia. Um, Beats, or beaten out of sorts, Djokovic in the uh, United Cup. Um and played really well in the Aussie Open and lost a, a five set battle against Andre Rublev um who played very really well. It was a very high quality match. Um and yeah, I, I expect that good that form to continue, to be honest, um from Demon I think he would have liked the conditions to be a, a bit faster here. Um but I still think based off form you've got to back Demon against Corda. Um Corda's always a dangerous player, um, but I haven't been that impressed with what I've seen from him this year um and i I just see Dubenor making Corder over press here and unless kind of prime corder shows up and he blows demon off the court i i don 't see Dubenor having too many problems here. I just think particularly at the moment he's much more match tight, much more clutch um, and just just knows how to win at the moment um and corder um does not really have that that feeling or, or that confidence at the moment um. So I like those odds there at one to two uh for demonor to win. then my final pick um someone I've just mentioned andre Rublev. um he plays Zizu Bergs in round one um coming in at one to five there Bergs is is a talented player um I'm a bit surprised that he hasn't kind of broken into the top hundred yet. I don't think he has anyway <coughs> but I'm surprised he's kind of hung around at at challenger level for as long as he had um he's a really talented player. Really great shot maker, um, both sides. Um, but I think one of the reasons he hasn't broke through is, is kind of lapses of concentration that he has during matches. Um, which, which kind of costs him, particularly in the challenger tour where you've, you know, you've got to perform week in, week out if you want to make it out of it and go and progress the ATP tour. And he hasn't been able to do that yet. Um, so yeah, very talented player, def- definitely capable of, of of causing Riblev some problems if if he plays his best. Uh, But I don't really see him sustaining it over two sets. Riblev these days, very consistent player, very rarely puts in a bad performance, Um, particularly at this level. 500 is is kind of his bread and butter, really. Um, He went through a stretch of winning about five in a row or something like that a few years ago. Um, I I believe one of them was the Rotterdam title. So he has history here. Um, And I... I would be surprised if Riblev does not come through here, uh, so I don't mind that as kind of accumulator fodder at one to five. So that's my fourfold. I've got buyers to beat Zapata Morales at one to three, Feast to beat Lyovich at one to two, Demino to beat Corda at one to two, and Riblev to beat Bergs at one to five, and that fourfold comes in at odds of two point six to one. Moving on to the tips pass section. Um, the tips pass a, a bit of around evens we do each week. Um, so it, it's kind of like our, our, our pick of the week. Um, but with a kind of games handicap or a set handicap sprinkled in there, or it alternatively, it, it could be a, a kind of a match that the bookies think of sort of as a 50 50. Um, but we don't see it that way. Um, so this week, as I mentioned, um, pick of the week I think is that Um So I'm going to take him to winning straight sets or minus 1.5 sets, um, at just under even to five to six. So yeah, buyers in straight sets against Pats Morales is my tips pass. Charlie has given me his for the week, um, which is Demino 2.5 games against Corda. Um, so he's aligning with with my team later there. I, I do like that pick. Um, so hopefully that comes in. Now, moving on to the outright section of the podcast. Um, so typically we, we pick a, a value pick for each tournament and then we'll pick a wild card for one of the three events. So the first event is in Rotterdam. You've got Yannick Sinner as the top seed. He, you've got to think, is is the favourite this week. The bookies certainly see it that way. Um but I will be taking personally Andre Riblev who comes in at 15 to 2, excuse me, 15 to 2 at the time of recording. Um, he's the second seed, so he's in the opposite half to Sinner. Um, does not have the easiest draw. I will, um, I will mention that, um, if he beats Bergs, he's probably got Oge Aliassin, who seems to be playing a bit better this season than last season. Um, then a potential quarterfinal against Diminor, who's, as I mentioned, playing really well. Um, and then the likes of, of Dimitrov and Runa are also in that half. So it is tricky, but I, I back Rublev to, to beat all of those. So a 15-2, to two, just under 8-1. to one. Um, I really like an each-way shout there. Um, and definitely capable of, you know, maybe beating Sinner in the final over, over best of three. Um, or maybe, maybe something happens to sinner. Who knows? Um, so Riblev might pick there at fifteen to two. Um, moving over to Buenos Aires, we have got Carlos Alcaraz is the top seed here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, looking to um, put behind him a, a relatively disappointing Australian Open by his standards, losing the quarterfinals. Um, and I do think he gets back to winning ways here. Uh, not one a tournament since Wimbledon, which is hard to believe. Um, but yeah, he, he won the event last year and I don't really see anyone challenging him this year. Um, but at odds of, of four to six, I'm not really interested in, in taking that. I, I, I don't hate those odds, actually. I I, I agree that he, he should be odds on to win this title. Um, but the value here um, has got to be in the other half. Um, you've got Cameron Norrie as the second seed, um, who started the year fairly well. He did get to the final last year. Um, you've got Seren, uh, Francisco Serendolo, who's the fourth seed in the other half, um, who's had an appalling start to the year. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember who he played in one of the warm events, but I was horrified by his level. Um, I think he lost early last week, so It seems like the home comforts and the clay not helped him yet. He could spring into form, um, but definitely an avoid this week. Um, But there's also buyers and Feast, the the other seats in that half. Um, I like their chances. Um, Buyers is 11 to 1, but I much prefer the odds of Art of Feast coming in at 20 to 1. Um, That's that's a really nice chance of each way profit there. Yeah, playing well at the moment. Um, I, I, yeah, improving over time. I've, I've already mentioned his strengths. So I won't go into that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he has a, has a good chance of, of going deep this week. Could place her in Dolo in the quarters. And no, I, on current form, I'd definitely be backing Feast there and then a semi against either Byers or Norrie. Um, so Feast there, the standout value for me at 20 to one each way. Now, over to the other event in Delray Beach, which I've not really spoken about yet. Um, we've got Taylor Fritz as the top seed there. Um, you've also got the likes of Francis Tiapo, um who's in poor form at the moment. Tommy Paul, who's coming off the back of, uh, of a title win in Dallas. Um, and you've got Manorino, um, who I'm going to take here, coming in at odds of 11 to 1. He always just seems to come in kind of under the radar um e- even after having a you know a, a really sh- strong 12 months um i think on these hard courts he's he's going to be tough to beat this week um as uh he would play catch in the quarter finals he's already got binds to the uh into the last 16 i i i'd back him there most days um and then fritz in the semis probably which is um tricky. You've got Arnaldi, who's just come through a, a tight match against Nishioka as well. Um, yeah, definitely a match I, I could see Manarino winning. I actually did see that match in person at Queen's. Um, Manorino did win. Obviously, different prospect on grass away from America. Um, but yeah, Manorino, a, a good chance of, of picking up an, another 250 title. He seems to um, make a habit of, of of collecting them recently, having Lost a lot of finals before in his career, um, so I really like that price of of Manorino at eleven to one. And then moving on to the other half, um, it's where my wild card is going to come. Now, someone who has not played that much this year, he's not is in okay form, not stellar form. Um, but Dan Evans, I really like his price, um, twenty to one. We know that his his best is. It is more than good enough to beat anyone in this draw. Um, he he did it in Washington last year. Um, came out as was was just unplayable, really. Um, destroyed the likes of TFO, who is in this in the same half as him, um, and won you know a five hundred event. So he's he's capable of doing it, um, and he he tends to really like these these American high courts. Has a tricky round one against Jordan Thompson, who's playing well. Um, that's definitely a match that he can win, if, especially if he, if he brings his best level. Um, Tommy Paul's also lurking in that half, um, but who knows kind of where his kind of fitness or motivation is going to be, um, having gone deep in Dallas winning the title. Um, so, yeah, Dan Evans is my pick there at 20 to 1. And I believe that draws this episode to a close. Thank you for listening as always. Give our Twitter a follow if you don't already, at Pod, We'll hopefully be providing more tips as the week progresses. Good luck if you're betting, and we'll see you next weekend.